Hello and welcome back to the podcast. It's Susie Holman. This is actually are going to be our maybe our last Monday release podcast. We are going to move this to come out on Thursdays because Mondays are just too crazy around the Holman household and Thursdays is seeming to fit the better cadence of our lives. And also two times a week was an aggressive amount. Like I have four kids and a business to run and two times a week was a bit of an overkill. So once a week is our cadence Thursdays. So we hope to see you back on Thursdays. But before we get started today, we have to tell you about the complete reinvention of Suzy School that is coming up. Suzy School, we have been building this since 2019 and at our core, we are a retreat company. That is where we do our biggest, most life-changing work is really in the room with you, with other women. And what I invite you, if coming to a retreat next year is on your radar and stepping into the next phase of your leadership and really coming into a place where the frequency just blasts you with inspiration and motivation, then I would love it if you applied to come to Suzy's. Well, it's not going to be Suzy's School. I cannot wait for the whole reinvention, but go to suzyschool.com slash apply. And I hope to see you in 2024. Today we have the Todd Father with us again. Oh, you guys are so lucky. <laughs> we were recently on a marriage podcast and they asked us this question that inspired this topic because Todd's real, vulnerable, honest answer. Honestly, at first I was like kind of mad about it. And then as we started digging in deeper, I was like, whoa, that's actually really powerful. And what we wanted to talk about today is what do you do when your spouse isn't as supportive of your dreams as you wish they were? The thing that people see now, you know, whatever chapter of Susie and Todd you walked in on, you now see Todd is a retired dentist. He's home. He's building our company with me together. And that and and he's is in full support of everything that I do. But, you know, it really wasn't that wasn't always the case, was it? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> It wasn't overnight, that's for sure. So to really complete this full picture of where we are now, we have to go back to where this all started, which was the beginning of our marriage really was in 2007. We got married. I was an actual small child. I was 19 when we got married and we were college students and we were in school and we were both, this was when Todd was really, you know, I was in nursing school and he worked four jobs just to be able to afford our rent. Oh, I made copies for people. And I worked construction and any odd job I could get. And we donated, and by we, I mean you donated your plasma twice a week. Until I got kicked out of it, yes. <laughs> I could not literally, why'd you get kicked out? Well, I remember I went to Africa and I had to answer that question. And then they found a protein because I got sick. Oh, oh they found yeah, a protein that I forgot was about that. You should, he still has these tracks in his thing, his in his arms, you know, where they put the plasma needle. Honestly, I, I did plasma donated it one time they put the needle i swear up to my armpit it was so painful yeah, yeah it, it's it always brings on a, a a look from people when i have to get an iv i, I have to always tell them i gave a lot of plasma <laughs> right. in college if you're wondering my mom was like mortified she's like i cannot believe you're selling your bodies for money and would give Todd all these odd jobs just so that we could survive and way overpay me for sure <laughs> I know. so our story starts really traditionally as like you as the provider at least that was the goal, right? <laughs> right. And then I became a registered nurse. Todd was in dental school. And um, I we had just had a baby. 
And I was like, I don't think I can keep doing these night shifts and having the baby. I think I'm a kind of was seriously shout out to all whoa, registered whoa, whoa. nurses Let's with the family. You, what? you did it for five years. No, six. Six. I yeah. did it for this six. This was the tail end of six years. Yes, I did it for six, but it got really tough when yeah. there was a baby. And I really was, I really wanted something that allowed me to be home more. That was a, a fun idea, but the reality was we, we had to pay our bills. Um, but luckily I had a buddy in school whose wife just started a job that sounded almost like exactly what you needed. And so I introduced you to her and you of can tell course. the rest. Like, of course, that's how it works. You put the desire out into the universe. This is something I desire. I have no idea how this can work. I have no idea. At this point, I wasn't even a photographer. I had no way of making money outside of being a nurse. Put out the desire. You don't know how it's going to work out, but it works out. And I got a, ner a triage job working at, at, in the night still, but uh, from home, which was super awesome. And honestly, I doubted it a little bit because you were always so big on patient relationships and this had none basically yeah and i i was bored to and be fair so i bored. was bored so <laughs> thankfully the photography thing started kind of making a little bit of money like little like very little but very quickly i was like todd i'm ready to like take this bit i think this is how we can support our family and i was like yeah maybe if you try a little harder and go a little <laughs> let's 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 not jump ship yet let's just kind of and let's, this, let's see what you can do before we jump ship. At the time, that was a little deflating. Like, do you not believe I can do it? And I felt a little bit like a little bit held back. But now in retrospect, I realize that wasn't it at all. Oh, no. It was just protecting us and protecting you. Because when it got hard, I knew that it was going to be really hard emotionally. And we had two kids at this point to yeah. support and feed. I didn't. I did not quit the triage job for years after that. Um, because I needed to A, build the income, and then B, I needed to build a little bit of trust in Todd that like I could do it. And this is the coolest part of this whole story is we sat down what we needed to make, came up with a number, and then we just kind of put it out. And this is just like before. We put the desire out there, the exact number out there that we needed into the universe, not really knowing how it was going to be possible. And then I got the call from this random guy. Moccasins. You were going to be the product shooting photographer of this brand. And it was the exact number that we needed. The exact number. So that, the number, the this company dropped in, me becoming like the photographer for this small, tiny, cute little brand. Thousands Moxing of, Coral Pear. Thank you so much, Coral Pear, for Moxes. existing. <laughs> it was 1100 no, 700 $700. It should have been 1100 yeah. $700 was what we needed. And it worked. And you know what? That's probably when I started to trust you more, but it was more trusting that God wants to meet our desires. And that same story has basically been on repeat for our entire life since then. Most ideas. <laughs> so then Todd graduates dental school and it's time for me to cash in on my, you know, sugar daddy moment. He's a dentist now. We moved to Colorado. I'm doing the stay at home mom thing. And I get this bug again. Like I want to do something else. And as you heard in the previous episode, it was this idea of start a photography studio. And I took it to Todd. I'm like, I want to do this. I want, I really feel inspired to do this. And your response was? Less than warm. <laughs> he 
was not stoked because he knows what any of my projects require. It's like uh, 30% work on Susie's part and 75% work on John's part. <laughs> and starting a studio, I was like, we just got to find a space and we got to paint it and redo it and renovate it. And we're going to need all this furniture and props. And he's like, we just moved out here and we're paying off so much student debt. No clients, just an idea. But you let me do it. I wouldn't. Of course. Of course you let me do it. And you know what? I mostly trusted you because I, I knew that you had a bunch of trust in God and that you told me you felt like this is something you wanted to try and he was guiding you a little bit. Did you feel like it was a good idea? I knew it wasn't going to be a bad idea. I just was resistant because. You couldn't see hell, the vision. Wanna, yeah, we were making. <laughs> we were not just making peanuts anymore like we were making great money but i knew it would fulfill your desire to do something great so you didn't necessarily have that like vision that i that was motivating to me was like i can see where this could go you were just like i can see that this is good for you i see it's good for you interesting oh and going back to the desire putting the desire out there i knew i needed north facing windows bi-directional light and i needed rent to be less than a thousand dollars which in denver colorado at the time to find something for less than a thousand dollars was comical oh my gosh like so but what i found i drove past the most rundown street in denver it's called colfax it's like where all the drug deals happen is right on the street a lot of books are written about colfax and we drive past this window i'm like those are the windows like i want those windows what is that building what is that building and we go up to the second floor we literally knock on the guy's window and we knock, we knock on his door like, hi, um, how much do you love your office? Could we possibly pay you to move to the downstairs of this office? Because yours isn't available, but I really need this one. <laughs> Again, we didn't know how it was going to happen, but we put it out there that this is what we needed. And that guy agreed to Shockingly, move downstairs. But we had to move the printers, the paper. We had, to, we had to pay for his move, but he agreed to moving downstairs because come to find out he was. He, he wanted a lower rent too. Yeah, and he wanted to leave. He was done. Miracle. Once again, building trust in how much God has us every step along the way has been one of our favorite parts of the journey. And you know, this is where I saw all the components of your business savvy come in. You talked to contractors, you made a schedule, you saw exactly what needed to happen. You got vision and you made it happen. I just I didn't even know I had all of that like strategy in me actually until we started this. I'm yeah. so glad. That was my first like business, real business ownership. And this was a turning point because this was not the last idea <laughs> that we were going to be faced with, but it it was a, a vital vital time in our lives that I saw that this could be something. Like I could be a business owner. Yeah. yeah. Like I actually You weren't going to stop. You weren't going to quit. It wasn't going to get bored. And that you were going to Follow your heart it through. and soul. Yeah. yeah, follow it through. Fast forward a couple years later, I asked Todd to do the same thing. I'm like, hey, I want another studio. Can we play this game again? Now we have two studios. And you were less hesitant. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Yeah, like, it okay, fun. okay. Like the trust had been built. He saw that this was working and he let me do another one. But at this point, we have two studios. We have the influencer money coming in. And I'm like, Todd, like you should, re you should retire. Please retire. Like I got this. I was a little cocky at this point. And I'm like, come on, you, we don't, we don't need two income. And I think a, a, something to bring up right now is that it was hard. It was really hard on you emotionally to watch you do that the influencer stuff the influencer stuff and to watch you go through those mean comments they're on a vacation and we had to get stuff done and to see how frustrated you would get because you'd have to go in the moment but not in the moment oh, yeah. make a product shoot send it off get it back they don't like it 
through this back and forth, and I and I, I just couldn't rely on. Oh that my gosh! Because I couldn't feel good about remember, sending you into that. Do you remember that one food company that I shouldn't have taken in the first place? That we literally had to shoot reshoot like fourteen times, and by the end, I was like bawling, sobbing. Everything was so fake. I hated it. Yeah. That was a fair, like, eh. that was a, your, your gut on that was completely fair. Yeah, I'm so I, glad. And I don't think that when, say men or whoever, they don't necessarily give women the chance to do this or spouses or girlfriends, whatever. I think it's because they're protecting this side of their marriage or their relationship is because it puts you in such a bad place that ultimately that does affect him and the family. So when you say this side of their marriage, like, what do you mean by that? Them. Husband, wife. Oh, like it's going to shake the dynamic. Yeah. Because she's going to be shaken for, is it always for the worse? Or do you think like, do you think they fear that she's going to outgrow them or get too much? Or was that ever a fear? That was never a thing for me. Yeah, that's a lie. It was sometimes. But it, it was more the emotional toll that it took on you. Hmm. I, and I get this side. I get that like men often are, men are the protectors, not only like physically the protectors, but I think this emotional protection piece comes in for a lot of men because they just do not want to see their wife sad. No. And that's fair. Yeah. But I know what it feels like when it just feels like, but it feels like you don't believe I can do it. It feels like you don't believe it in me. It feels like you're holding me back in some ways. And I, so I try to see men with that grace of just trying to emotionally and financially keep people safe. The one thing I hate is when people say my husband won't allow me to do it. There's nothing that pisses me off more than that, actually. And I think this would, that would be a perfect time to bring that up, to have the person dig into why can't you see me doing this? Why Bring up the conversation. I love that. Instead of just let it stop there of like, I won't let you. He said, no, he I'm not buying this. Me. He, doesn't he doesn't trust want me. me to do this. Yeah. Like really dig in. Like really what is really going on here is X, Y, Z. I don't want to see you sad. I don't want to see you hurt. I don't, I don't want to see this actually take time from away from our family. And I know that you don't love it. You know, that's such a good point. Dig in deeper. Like whenever that block comes and it just feels like, oh, he's just blocking my dreams. Like dig in, have the hard conversation. All that's coming up when that happens, I believe is just an opportunity for healing and further exploration. And we hit that opportunity, came along a little bit later when we had started Jovi and this conversation came up again of like, babe, I really, now we have Jovi, this awesome company. I have Susie School now. I'm not just making money as an influencer can you retire now and you kept moving the benchmarks on me you'd be like when you do this when you make xyz i'll do it and then i'd make it i'd move the goalpost and they'd be like actually we're gonna need more than that when you do xyz consistently and then i did and then i had nothing else i had i had to give in and we tell all of these stories i think to tell a few things like this was not something that overnight Todd was just like, I believe in everything you do. Like, I will lay down my life for you. This was from the day one of our marriage, this constant give and take and building of trust in each other, in our abilities, in the universe of it actually providing that I think that that's the part that some women skip, especially when they're new in business and they're like, oh, my husband's just not supporting me. It is completely fair that there needs to be some trust built in some small ways and in some big ways before he's going to 
be like, okay, I'm going to go all in and give you all this money to invest or give you to take this money to go to retire. Like to to take time to build that trust is a completely fair and normal response. I also think it's completely fair for your spouse or you to be like, this is going to change the dynamics of our marriage and our relationship and our family and how we function. I'll never forget there was um, people that we were around at the time who were very uncomfortable with our dynamic. Incredibly, especially like rubbing off on their wives of, of yeah, that I'm sure that's working for you guys, but that my wife is actually. Please don't introduce us to this. Yes. We're like, good. We're good. I like, know that she might have an idea and she's super good at what she does. I also Please like food not. on my table at 5 p.m. And that's the life that we I would like to continue to live. And I think that that's, I do think you we run into that a lot where the men are just like, I don't want to get uncomfortable. I'm real, we're doing really just fine. Why are we adding all this drama into our lives? So if your husband isn't supporting your dreams, there could be a bit of that piece too of like, the boat is, if the boat's doing okay, why rock it? Like why dig in? And I think this is the opportunity for women to really kind of advocate for themselves in why do they want to dig in? Why do they want to go even harder? Why do they want to lean in? Why do they want to go bigger and better than what they're currently doing? And it all comes down to like communicating that why. I would say that's important to bring that up. If if I didn't know how important it was for you to, to go out and try something and to light you up, there's no reason that I would have been even willing to try this. Yeah, because you're like, I we're, I, we're comfortable. Yeah, I, I like our life. This is what we worked hard for. And I think that's like when at, at first push when women are like, husband, I want to do this. And the husband's like, yeah, we're good. How many friends do you have or people that have rubbed shoulders with you say the same thing? And you would always say, well, how many times have you tried? Have you told them why you want to do this? Have you told them that? Yeah, gives it's like you always some- shocking to me how the conversation goes like one time gets shut down and that's the end of the conversation. It's almost like in their head they've they've had the conversation so many times that they're just set like he's going to say no. He's going to say no. And I think it's like illuminating and a beautiful opportunity of like true communication like and dig into yourself. Why do you really want to start this? Because money's one thing, but to be like husband, money, yes, that's one thing, but if if you're comfortable, that's never really going to be a reason that men are like, "Oh, I'm so stoked to uproot like change our current life so that we can make a couple extra bucks." But if you're like husband, I want more confidence. I want to see what I'm made of. I want to expand. I want to be happier. I want to stop scrolling on social media. And I want something to actually do that lights me up. If you come at it from that angle, whoa. Yes, he can't say no. He cannot say no. Because you will grow and he will see that. It's just a communication of this like depth, which is something that we have what which is something we've had to work on our entire marriage is like okay what is the actual core underneath what we're saying and what is making sense on a superficial level like what's really going on inside of us right now so if you're in a place where your husband doesn't feel like he's supporting your dreams we invite you to just get in there deeper with more uncomfortable conversations more real vulnerable authentic a figure out for yourself like why is this so important to you and then have that very open communication of like why where is his resistance make him dive in deeper to like what's going on and why don't let him stop don't let him just give you a one-word answer like truly 
figure out why there's some resistance to it. This podcast is called Your Business Will Heal You because your business is going to bring up like woundings in the other person and insecurities and uh, it not just in you, in your relationships in, and it's like a flashlight and something comes up and you're pointing over here to a place that you've never pointed before because you've never been in this place of entrepreneurship in your marriage before and when something comes up for you, you get to make the choice of like, oh crap, this just illuminated this huge insecurity in me. What do we do about that now? Do we ignore it? Do you, we just keep shutting each other down or do we dig in 10 layers deep? Women, you've got to... You've got to build some trust. It's going to take some time. Bottom line. Men kind of like the status quo. We're not really into changing it that much. Show us a little bit of upside to this, this whole idea of why you want to try. And give us a chance to say no or a chance to say yes. Tell us why this is important to you. And I can guarantee you your husband or whoever will let you. They will have an easier time saying yes when they know this is actually part of you. This is on your heart. My favorite thing that your mom says about your dad that I've loved. My mother-in-law is the actual best. I got so hooked up in the mother-in-law department. She and I are like such kindred spirits, but she is an artist and a dancer and is so fun. But she says, Bryce, Todd's dad, never clipped my wings. And I am so blessed and fortunate that Todd, well, I did have to gain trust and he didn't just release me to go fly because I could have flown to my death. But you always believed that I could fly. And I think women often underestimate how much their husband really does like care and love for them so much beyond like the financial level of what growing in business looks like for them, but cares so much about their heart and their soul. And sometimes they just back down from that opportunity to let it be shown. Go communicate. Go communicate to the depths your desires, your dreams, and why they really matter to you. And I hope that it brings a new level of love and relate and understanding and depth and expansion to your relationship. Your business will heal you. It has expanded us in a way that I cannot even express. And we really do hope that for more marriages. We hope that this process of growing your business is is the biggest payoff really is for your marriage. And that is not saying that it is going to be easy. Oh my gosh, Todd. Is it easy to put up with me as the entrepreneur psycho that I am? <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> but... I promise you that it is going to be worth it. So keep digging in. And we will see you next week on Thursday. Thank you for coming to Your Business Will Heal You.